We are Centrepoint Church. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Wonderful. Well, can I, um, let me encourage you to take your seats again and to finish up those conversations. So, about... Uh, two years ago, um, me and Catherine were at a Elders and Wives weekend away, and um, we were sitting there, and we sat down next to this strange couple called Johnny and Nick, and uh, we were having a meal together, and they just made us feel so welcome, and ever since, we've just really uh, grown a real great, great friendship, and uh, Jesse and Joey, uh, their children, are just absolutely fantastic, and Jesse's smile is just unreal. It's like the cutest baby in the world. And, um, you know, these, these guys have served this church so well over so many years in so many different capacities. And so it's a real great privilege, actually, to be able to say that we are a church that sends our absolute best. And, you know, that is absolutely the case as we get ready to send Johnny and Nick on to Horsham and so for one last time can we give them a massive center point welcome <laughs> thank you good morning you know when uh, Johnny and I were dating um, and we were watching an emotional movie and Johnny would start to get tears in his eyes he would turn to me and say are you crying you're you're crying aren't you you're crying and you just divert all the attention onto me and I think that's what he's doing in sending me up first in the hope that I'm going to be so emotional or distract from um his tears later maybe <laughs> um yeah so uh I <laughs> we had a few things to get ready for today but um mostly putting my waterproof mascara on and actually Mary Benson got me at the start Mary Benson my goodness that lady just pours out encouragement if you are feeling low on a Sunday go and sit next to her <laughs> um so yeah um hopefully I haven't got a uh, black dripping down my face um but yes so I'm Nicola this is Johnny and um we've been a part of Centrepoint since the beginning um we have various reputations <laughs> probably one is being late uh, if you thought by this being our last ever Sunday at Centrepoint we'd we'd get here on time um you'd be wrong uh but that's not a reflection of how much we love you and we love this church um yeah I was reflecting a little bit on on actually where the journey began because um, as it's been said we're moving to Horsham and we, we feel very strongly the, the call of God there we feel like we've been given words and prophecies about going um, and yet sometimes we still we don't know why we're going um, so we have that sense of peace that we're being obedient but we don't know why and that's a weird place to be in sometimes um, and I was thinking about actually my first um, encounter with Centrepoint and I worked in a, a shop in Guildford with a girl who went to church in Woking and she was lovely um Becky and she invited me along to her church it was was then called the coin and I said oh no thanks um I, was like, no, I, I go to church in Guildford I'm fine I'm fine um and and then actually from that point God started doing a bit of a 
uh, rejiggle in me and I started to feel like things were maybe changing and then a couple of months passed and she invited me again and I, I reflect on actually that's really obedient on her part to ask again because she could have taken my answer just as that but she invited me again and I just on that day how I was feeling I said yeah I'll, I'll come along uh, and I started to get the train to Woking I didn't have transport um, the trains actually weren't working so I ended up getting a bus and I just sat on this bus I'm like god why am I doing this I I don't, it's not, it doesn't make sense for me to go to church in Woking. I live here, I can't get to Woking easily. I was on this bus thinking, what am I doing? Um, so I turned up at the church, people were very friendly. Um, and within, a, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, um, the church leader invited a few people to the front, one with a strange name, Boggles, and a small team, Johnny, I think, was in that. And they said, we're praying for these guys today because next week they have their first meeting in Guildford. And I went, ah, oh, I see. I think I see. And um, I went along to that first week and... Then I decided, okay, I'm going to commit to coming to the first six weeks when they set out what they're about. Um, and I've come from a student service, which I think actually, in my mind, partly my bad, I, I think I got to a place where it felt a bit like a dating agency. And I was so like, right, I'm going to go to church. And it's going to be all about God. Do not invite me for dinner. Do not try and get to know me because I'm just here to get to know God and worship him. And of course, on the first day, I was invited to lunch and I was so welcomed. And I have been here ever since. And Johnny has been a part of that. And um, that's where we met. So that's a huge part of our journey, really. Well, actually... There's just not time. There, there was a meeting before that, but we won't go there. There isn't time um, <laughs> in your lifetime to go there. So, um, so yeah, I just thought, actually, isn't that interesting? Like, that's how I started. I was on that bus thinking, I know it's right to go. I think it's right to go, but I don't know why. And uh, I was speaking for myself, maybe you as well, it's a little bit how we're feeling. But we have real faith that God is going to do amazing things. And if when we reflect on 15 years worth of being here because that bus journey took us to 15 years of centre point for me and um, yeah, husband, children, being a part of this amazing family. Um, it's really been a backdrop to our time in Guildford. Um, it's been a backdrop to our journey on marriage. Um, we got married <laughs> because of the generosity of people in, in this church as well. Well, that's not why we got married. Um, but they facilitated our wedding for us, should I say. Um, and we have so much to be thankful for. Um, little did I know that that would all follow. So, yeah, I guess I just want to say, if you're new to this church, <laughs> you should know you're joining... It's coming? It's coming? <laughs> no, I'm going to hold it. Uh, you're joining an amazing body of people who love you, who will... Um, make meals for you, who will drive you places, who will fix things for you, who will challenge you and champion you and draw out the gold in you and take you on in your journey with God. And that is, yeah, some of you are nodding because you know that is true. Um, yeah, it's really fitting that Boggles and Jill are here this morning. Um, they have been integral, an amazing part of this for us, and we have learned so much from you. And I, you know, we often reflect on where our friends are in their journey at different churches and different places in their walk with God. And we have been so brought on um, and encouraged in our leadership because of what you 
put in place in the foundations of this church. Um, and we'll be thankful for that uh, forever. <laughs> and we will not ever fully understand the weight of what you carried and the weight of what you let go of. And for Chris and Catherine, you know, as now part of the eldership team, we uh, maybe you think we're closer to understanding, but we will never understand what these guys have taken on, bringing their family here and stepping up to lead a church and to put themselves in this position. We will never know. <laughs> um, but we know that you are the people to do that. Um, we've been so encouraged. And aside from everything we have seen so far in their leadership of the church and Chris's um, stepping up and leading us, we we actually live in the same neighbourhood. They moved to our neighbourhood. That's not why we're moving to Horsham. <laughs> um, but we can really vouch for them in terms of neighbours, how they've opened up their home, how they have um, got to know people, love people. They have had us into their home, our children. They've just been so, so welcoming. Um, and actually, there's a sense that, you know, Wood Street Village is, is shining for the glory of God all the brighter because you guys are there and there's a real impact in you being there and I know there's a long story of how you got your house but um, it's not accidental that you're there and um, yeah we're excited to see what will happen in your time there as well um, so good you with me this is just the short intro Johnny's getting at your feet now um, we <laughs> we uh yes good we don't fully know what the other person is doing interestingly um it's supposed to be about equip being equipped to communicate which is ironic isn't it um we're working on that we're working on that <laughs> but um yeah all to say this is a place that you can be known um and this is a place where people, they will get to know you any which way they can so that you are known. And that is what family is, isn't it? Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to list, I'm not going to thank people from the front because it, it, it's too much. <laughs> and um, not only because I didn't have time <laughs> to think it through. No, no, uh, I can't do it because there is so much of our life that has been because of what you guys have given to us. So we're really thankful for that. Um, also, don't want to embarrass people, um, but probably the, the one person people <laughs> I want to embarrass are the ones who embarrass most easily. So I'm sorry for that, but I was thinking Derek and Grace <laughs> about everything you've, you've done for us. And when I think of that, it's, it's really... You know, <laughs> it's really easy to forget all the practical help you have given us so much of that because when we think of you, we just see this fierce protection for us, the love that you've shown, how you have guided us and helped us, supported us. Um, you've looked out for us and been our surrogate parents really <laughs> um, over recent years and we are so, so grateful. It's easy to forget the moment when Derek was fixing our washing machine and he pulled a breast pad out of our inner tube, <laughs> which was <laughs> a little bit awkward. But um, again, what can you do? <laughs> These things happen, but well, thank you. Um, we love you guys <laughs> so much. Um, oh, 
<laughs> we progressed. I didn't think Hagrid was dramatic enough, so we invited them back. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've had the pleasure to be a part of leading the kids here. Your children, for those of you that have children, are amazing. Um, I have a real deep love for them. And uh, Joey has been writing little goodbye notes uh, on the back of a little gift for them. Uh, I'm really sorry because I, I literally wrote down what she said. So some are quite meaningful and others are, I like your glasses. <laughs> Um, but I was just, Marcus, she knows everyone. She is, these are her friends. These, this is a real special group for her. And um, I'm so thankful that she has known that and Jessie now in, in Fireflies as well. But um, th this is an amazing place for your children to grow. And, you know, it's so often the case that we look for the biggest, loudest, um, most crazy dynamic soft play like <laughs> um, kids work and I've been really challenged because that was probably what I came in as kids worker thinking yes let's get to that and the more and more I go through the more I get to know this amazing team um, it, the truth is that the kids work team they are what will bring your children on in faith they are the ones who are giving themselves and demonstrating the love of God week in, week out. It's who they are. <laughs> There's nothing that we can buy in or, uh, you know, no room we can decorate to, to top that. They're amazing. They are really an amazing team. So um, I want to thank you, kids workers in the room. I know, of course, <laughs> a lot of them are out there. Um, but yeah, I think I was remembering something and, and Rachel and Sean have said I can share this, but we were doing with fireflies uh, a little while back when I helped some fireflies and we were doing Daniel and the lions and we had that theme running for a few weeks and um, there there was an incident in the week where um, Caitlin and Joseph Little were in the bath um, and the shower screen broke the glass shower screen broke and all the glass shards fell into the bath I get emotional at this story um, and Rachel messaged me that night and she said what what was it that you prayed on Sunday for the children? And we had got all the children to go through a hula hoop as the children, um, as they understood what Daniel had gone through, the children, all we all said, God, please keep Joey safe. Uh, and then as they walked through, everyone said, Amen. Please keep Caitlin safe. Amen. And they'd gone through this kind of <laughs> prayer hoop, if you like. Um, and uh, <laughs> Rachel said she walked into that bathroom Sean was with them and she said not only could she not understand how they hadn't been injured, she didn't know how her children were alive. Um, shards of glass had fallen and they were basically unharmed. And I just think, yes, like God is doing stuff. God is not waiting till your children get into screen nine in the kids' work. Those babies, those toddlers, they are experiencing the love of God in really powerful ways. And um, we... As a church, we support that by praying for them, by praying for our kids' workers. Um, they will be tired. <laughs> they will be tired, but God will give them amazing energy and resources. I know that. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Um, I don't want to sniff on the mic, sorry. Um, yeah. I think this is my bit coming to a close, <laughs> if you're pleased to know. Um, but yeah. Centre pointers are amazing humans. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, we've got friends that we're letting, 
we're saying goodbye to. <laughs> I know this might just seem so funny, especially if you're from Horsham and you're like, well, it's right down the road. <laughs> Why are you making such a fuss? Uh, but this real it marks an end to something for us that's really significant. Um, and I think we won't fully understand all of that until we go, until we aren't here next week. And... Um, and as the years go on and the time goes on, um, we don't know what our lives look like, what our marriage looks like, what our family runs like without Centrepoint in it. Um, but I feel like we do have a sense of what Centrepoint looks like without us because this vision and this um, this mission that you're on is so clear, it's so gospel-driven, it's so got Jesus at the heart of it that we're just so excited about where God is going to take Centrepoint. Um Probably the biggest reflection is, you know, if with the name changing, if there isn't center point, then there aren't center pointers. So what is your new name going to be? So we were thinking um, Hope Church, brilliant name, um, Hopeites, Hopers, um, <laughs> Hopies, Hope, not Hopeless, Barney, that's, that's been vetoed. Big fat veto. Um, yeah, you're going to have to work on your on your new name, um, and I'm sure you will have amazing amazing stories to tell um, as as Hopies and Hopies. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, one less thing to say, which is again testament to an amazing couple at the front here. Alan and Beryl drove me to the church for our wedding, <laughs> and they drove us away from the church afterwards and we will really treasure that <laughs> um we celebrated 10 years of marriage recently and we don't know of anyone who's had that honor of having someone they can call friends be a part of that special moment and we yeah we're we're really thankful for that um that's like <laughs> a minor part of everything you have shown to us i know um but that is something that will will stick with us um and we yeah we had that special <laughs> special moment and the special drive um there's nothing like alan and beryl closing the door putting their hand on your hand saying well done <laughs> and getting you in the car um no hanky-panky of course <laughs> put a stop to any of that of course <laughs> going on um which is is good it's good to save these things isn't it and on that note I'm going to hand over to my husband well I'm a bit sheepish uh now um, yeah, there wasn't any hanky-panky, that was right. <laughs> and, um, I mean, just to say from Nick's early point about her friend just uh, not taking no for, a, for an answer, um, one time after a Rambaboo uh, meeting in Woking, uh, which was kind of like our first date, uh, but <laughs> I don't know if it was because of this, but Nick after I dropped her off, did say to me, nothing will ever happen between us. And uh, I didn't take no for an answer. Um, it was a little bit of a tactical ploy to, to have Nick do the, the very emotional uh, bits. Uh, I figure Nick's a trained actress. I thought, like, she could take it uh, better than I could. And um, it's also a reflection on uh, the fact that... Um, yeah, I think pretty much every preach I've done, 
uh, I've bawled my eyes out at some point. I'm, I'm not sure if Chris knew what an emotional eldership team he was joining when uh, he joined um, me and Phil. I'm not quite sure out of the two of us um, who is the most emotional, but um, it, is, is it me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but it, I, I find it quite amusing that basically when I, when I told Chris um, that we were going to be moving on and heading to Horsham, um, we went out for lunch and I chose for us to sit in uh, the bay windows of Pret-a-Manger, those, you know, Pret in, in town. So we're sitting in these massive windows. And as I, I um, start to tell Chris that I felt God moving us on, uh, being very emotional, I couldn't hold it together. And I was starting to bore my eyes out in this public window with everyone walking past. And there was Chris kind of quite sheepishly sitting there. I don't quite know what to do here. Uh, and it was funny seeing different people walking past as I'm bawling my eyes out, kind of looking at Chris and almost tutting at Chris. Like, what has he done? Um, it was quite amusing. Um, anyway... We, we are meant to be speaking on equipped and um, uh, how to communicate, but uh, I think it's quite clear that we're, we're not going to be speaking on that uh, this morning. Um, and uh, I do apologise. We are uh, going to go through a few kind of thoughts that I feel God's been putting on my heart, and it might be that I step on a few preachers' toes in terms of the themes you're going to be preaching on um, in the coming weeks, but... Uh, we're not here next week, so <laughs> what can you do? Um, there's something that God's really put on my heart about time and how we use our time. And uh, actually, it's the, the refrain that we were singing earlier on uh, when we sing, you are worthy of it all. And um, it's a, a refrain. Uh, it's a beautiful refrain. I love the refrain. I do find it hard to sing. I do find the reality of what I'm singing quite difficult to sing when I sing You Are Worthy of It All. And um, certainly at this point, obviously, you can tell we're in quite a reflective, reflective mood. And um, you reflect on, on, you know, it's been 16 years we've been here in Guildford, and um, I reflect on my time. And I still find it hard to sing You Are Worthy of It All um, because sometimes I know that... For me, I'm like, actually, you're worthy of my Sunday. You can have my Sunday. Or you can have my Sunday and you can have my midweek group. Um, or you can have Sunday and, and the elders meeting. But after that, like, the week's mine. I want to have that. And so the reality of singing these words, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. I actually find it hard to sing sometimes. And I've been really reflecting on how we use our time. And um, I've been reflecting on the pressure and what is competing on our time. Um, increasingly, it feels like there's such competition for how we use our time. And um, I'm not here saying, uh, you know what, every, every moment, every church meeting that there is, you need to be there. You know, if you want to really reflect that, that truth of, you know, you are worthy of it all, you need to come to every meeting, you need to give every moment of your time um, to, to, to get in along to whatever meeting's going on. But 
actually, um, in singing that truth, you are worthy of it all. It's, what I've been pondering these last few days is it, it's a heart thing. Actually, it is right to do the things that God places, the responsibilities that God places on our hearts, the responsibilities that we have as, uh, in our families and in our workplace. And those things that uh, we should prioritise at different moments and there's different seasons. But when we sing, you are worthy of it all, um, it's a heart thing. And it is, um, it is, Jesus, you have my heart. And it's not out of legalism. And it's not out of doing things out of duty. But it's out of doing things because you love and you want to worship Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, it's just been something on my heart when we sing that song, You're Worthy of It All. Sometimes we don't give our all to Jesus and we do hold back things and we want to keep things for ourselves. But he is so worthy of it all, of giving our all to him. And it's just something that, um, yeah, I feel it's really been on my heart. Romans eleven thirty six. it says, For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So I just want to ask you that question. How about you in terms of what do you give your, in terms of your time, in terms of your time to Jesus? What do you, what do you give? Does he get just a Sunday morning? Does he get just certain portions of your week or does he get it all? And in terms of your heart, do you give your whole heart to Jesus? And that's very much what I want to build on this morning. I want to ask you that question, like where is your heart at this morning? Where's your relationship with Jesus this morning? And what is your thinking like? Do you enjoy the prospect of worshipping Jesus? Or does it feel like it's a box that needs to be ticked? Are you serving out of duty or out of worship? I believe it's a really healthy question to keep on asking yourself as you journey in your faith. And um, I think sometimes the answer may tell you that maybe you do need to spend more time just enjoying being in his presence, not necessarily serving, not necessarily doing things for him, but just enjoying being in the presence of your God. I find when I'm not doing that, when I'm not spending time enjoying being in my Saviour's presence, I find I start adding up the cost. I start adding up the cost of the things I do. And sometimes it can become a duty. And it can become, I'm doing things because maybe Church Suite tells me on my rotor, it's time for you to do that thing. And uh, I just want to encourage you, like, almost this is my leaving message. I've got a few more things, but this is one of the things I really want to encourage you to do. Like, as you build this church, don't do it out of duty, but do it out of worship and out of enjoyment of your king. And I think a lot of that comes with how you start your day. 
I've, um, I've preached on this before. I think actually quite a few of the things that I'm going to say this morning are things that I've preached in previous weeks. It's almost like a Friends episode, you know, when they kind of rehash all the, all, all the montage of things you've maybe heard or seen before. It is going to be a bit like this, but I really feel, yeah, Jesus has been pressing these things on my heart. The Holy Spirit's really just been whispering these things to me um, in the lead-up to this week. And, and also this worship time just really enforced, um, particularly what Hannah brought with her word about, um, do, you know, do you know your king? Do you know Jesus for yourself? Are you living your faith you live in your faith, not through someone else, not through someone else's words, but you. Are you, as, as Hannah put it, are you reading the word of God? Are you reading about Jesus, getting to know him for yourself? Um, this is really what I want to say this morning. Um, I, I feel like in these 16 years, there's been a massive battle for me in terms of the comparison and the calling. And uh, I've shared this before, but it's, it's something I still battle with. It's something I'll still battle with in Horsham, I'm sure. It's, it, it's so easy to compare, I think, even more so with social media. And it's so readily available to see what everyone else is doing. And it's so easy to compare yourself to someone else. And you start to lose perspective of what God is actually calling you to. Um, because you're trying to be like someone else. And uh, it's something I know I struggle with, and I, I just believe that there'll be many more in this room that struggle with this. And I just want to encourage you uh, to ask the question, how do you start your day? I often start my day uh, with my phone on Instagram. It's often that kind of bleary-eyed. I don't know how many times I've actually dropped my phone on my face in the morning like while I'm sort of seeing different people's stories maybe for me it's different musicians doing different gigs and I'm kind of like just like barely awake but like wow that's a cool gig oh I wish I was doing that oh and I'm starting my day with comparison rather than if I started my day reading the word of God then I will be starting my day with the calling that God has for me and I really want to encourage you to start your days with the calling and not the comparison. And uh, we're really keen at this church that you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we have free Bibles to give to you. We want you to go away with a Bible this morning because we believe God has a calling on your life. And um, it's a, a beautiful calling. It's a beautiful plan for your life. And it's all in here. And so please, if you don't own a Bible, then make sure you leave this morning with one. And we'd be so happy to give you one. I want to encourage you to be asking that question for yourself. Why is Jesus worthy of it all? You know, when you start reading the Bible, you start reading about how Jesus is fully God, yet fully man. And you go, wow, I can't even get my head around that. You are worthy of it all. You know, when you think, okay, so you are the God that created everything I see. You created every ore-dropping sunset that I've ever seen, every mountaintop that I've ever reached, every moment that I've just, my heart's just gone, wow, 
This is incredible. You've created it. And then you go, gosh, God, you are worthy of it all. And when you know that same God knows every, Chris said it this morning, every, every hair on your head, he knows everything about you. You go, wow, God, you are so worthy of it all. And when you know that same God came down to earth to make a way for you, you go, wow, you are so worthy of it all. And when you read about the miracles that Jesus did, when he brought dead back to life, and then when he was betrayed and beaten, and when he gave his life for you, suffering the most gruesome death, you go, you are worthy of it all. And when you read that, actually, by doing that, he was pulling you out of the darkness, out of the pit that you were in. You again go, you are worthy of it all. Yeah? And then when you see that he rose victorious, that he beat death, and that you know that he is seated upon upon the throne, again, you sing, you are worthy of it all. You want to give your life, not out of duty, but out of love for your king. And when you know that he is preparing a room for you, many rooms for you, again, you want to sing, you want to live your life for him, you want to go, for to, to you are all things. For from you are all things and to you are all things. I want to give my all to you, not out of duty, but out of love. And I encourage you that it is a good investment of your time. Matthew 6, 19, 21 says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, the world is constantly asking you, what do you need? You know, we have Siri, we have Alexa, basically just saying, what can I do for you? What information can I give you? We have Netflix and we have Amazon Prime that are tailoring every, algorithms that are tailoring everything for, for you from what, based on what you've watched. And they're basically saying, well, you've watched this, so we know that you're going to want to watch this, watch this, watch this. How can we make your life more comfortable? What do you want? What do you need? And the thing is, as followers of Christ, we turn that on our head and we go, Jesus, what do you want? <coughs> What's on your heart? The world says, what do you need? But we say, Jesus, what do you need? What do you want? And again, it's not out of legalism. But it's out of knowing that he is worthy. Colossians 3, verse 2 says, set your minds on things that are above not on the things that are on earth. You you can trust God with your time. I think that's why, looking back at these 16 years in Guildford, I can trust in the sovereignty of God and I can trust that my time has been well spent. You can trust God with your time. But I also want to encourage you that you can trust Chris and Phil and the leadership team and their wives, that they will be good stewards of your time. The time that you invest in building this church, they will steward that time well, and it will be a good investment. I want to just honour these guys and just thank them for 
uh, what an incredible uh, eldership team there's been to be a, a part of. Uh, you know, I've seen just the humility that they show and just being in awe of the humility, the passion for the gospel that they have. So big-hearted. They love this church so much. And it's been a pleasure week by week to see, to see that and see the wisdom that's displayed. But I love the humility that they show. And I just want to vouch for them and just say again, get behind them and know that the time that you invest, they will steward it well. Now Jesus is calling us to build, build his church. And there's a role for you here in this church. I love the name Centerpoint. I really do. I, I love what it stands for. I love the thinking behind it. I love the men and women that, that dreamed up that name because they wanted to build a church where Christ was at the centre. And I'm so thankful for them for doing that and for investing so much time in doing that, so much energy, so much emotion into building a church where Christ would be at the centre. And I feel it's such a, a fitting name for this season. You know, actually, a church being 15 or 16 years old, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's a pretty, actually, a relatively young church. And churches take a long time to build. And this church has been built so well, with such strong foundations. The roots go deep. You know, there's real depth to this, this church. From generation to generation to generation, there's real depth in this church. There's such a strength of leadership. There's young leaders coming through, and we're so excited as a leadership team to see the potential. And we're so thankful. Again, um, Nicola mentioned it, but to Boggles of Jill and Alan and Beryl, and those who have led before with these guys for building a church where Christ was at the centre of it. Because by building uh, foundations that are strong, it means that great things can be built on top. And um, by having strong foundations, it can take the weight of what's to come. You know, you often see with building sites that they're fenced off and you don't actually see what's going on inside. And uh, I find it fascinating that you're just like, what's going on in there for months and months and months? I mean, when I say fascinating, I, I mean, that's maybe slightly strong. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I'm not sort of sitting out there with a flask of tea <laughs> watching what's going to happen next. But I always find it incredible how for months and months you don't see what's going on. And then all of a sudden you look and the horizon has changed. The landscape has changed. And these buildings are just erected that are so big. And you're like, wow. And you know that the reason they are that big is because of what has gone before. I love the name Centerpoint. And I love the name Hope Church. 
Again, I love the reasoning behind that name. I love the thinking behind it, the vision behind it. I love the people behind it. I love the intentionality of it. It's missional. You can't have a name, Hope Church, and not be on the front foot. I just love the name. I, like, I love the relatability of it. A lot of these things Chris has shared behind the reasoning for it, and I love them. And I, I genuinely, I'm not, I'm not wanting to hype things up, but I genuinely believe that um, there's going to be a harvest and there is going to be a building that's going to be erected on, on Centrepoint Church that is going to be big. And the weight of it can be taken because of what has gone before. I um, kind of want to close really with just um, uh, kind of a vision I had two years ago. It's at the um, Rotunda. We did carols at the Rotunda in 2018. And for those of you who can picture it, um, we have the Rotunda, you have the Friary then on the left, and then you have Burger King and Barclays. And on the right-hand side, you've got Harrison Hall and you've got Paper Chase, yeah? Everyone can see it. Is it Millets then? Um, who knows? But <laughs> you can see all the way up from that vantage point, from that viewpoint on the Rotunda. And it was an amazing view that I had in that it's winter time and everyone's in their coats, everyone's kind of in kind of their dark grey coats wrapped up warm and everyone's scurrying around, it's, you know, it's a week or so before Christmas, everyone's in the zone, town is absolutely heaving and there's just this frantic activity going on and there's just almost this scurrying, scurryingness, I don't know if that's a word, of grey and black as people are just getting on with their life and just uh, so frantically trying to do all their shopping. And sort of in my peripheral vision uh, was these flashes of yellow in between the grey. And um, what it was, was it was centre pointers in their yellow T-shirts. We've got our Connect team wearing them this morning. And they were handing out balloons to different people. And it's an image that's just really stuck with me in that in amongst the grey and the black was these flashes of colour and I see those flashes of colour as flashes of hope. And what you had was these, these centre pointers just coming alongside individuals and just offering them a balloon or uh, invitation. But I really saw it as a picture of what is going to be happening with Hope Church. And what was on uh, North Street actually is a representation of what will happen across Guildford. In that there's these flashes of yellow, flashes of hope coming alongside the broken, coming alongside the hurting, coming alongside the loneliness. I really feel actually, I've shared this with the team, that I feel Hope Church is going to combat loneliness in an aggressive way, in a proactive way. I really feel that is going to be something that 
is part of the heartbeat of Hope Church is combating loneliness in Guildford. And I really saw it, that picture of these flashes of yellow just coming alongside the broken and the hurting. You know, we don't know what's going on in people's lives. You don't know what's going on behind the closed door. But there is a lot of hurting going on. There is so much loneliness. As a society, we're becoming more and more isolated, more and more in our own bubble. And this is why it's so important that the local church breaks that and actually goes out and starts knocking on those doors, starts befriending your neighbours and starts bringing hope to people's lives, the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you to... Um, I really feel the worship nights are going to be nights of equipping. Actually, you will be equipped in this mission field of taking the gospel and taking this hope out to the people of Guildford. I just want to encourage you to really prioritise those evenings. I believe there will be evenings where people get baptised with the Holy Spirit, where you will be equipped with the tools to be able to share the gospel. And I want to encourage you just to be really authentic. If you've got questions, maybe right now you don't actually know whether you're baptised in the Holy Spirit, but maybe actually you find it a bit of a hard subject to actually approach. You know, sometimes we can feel a little inferior if I, if I admit to maybe not knowing what being filled with the Holy Spirit is or what it is to speak in tongues or what it is to prophesy. I just encourage you as a church to be authentic with one another. And use these worship nights. Be real with one another. Be accountable to one another. But use those nights to receive the gifts that God has for you. To be able to bring hope to this amazing city. Jesus is our hope. And in 1 Peter 3-6, to it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into the inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Through now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. There is hope that is coming. We have a living hope. And we want to tell Guildford all about that living hope. Um, If Fraser can come up, we're going to sing in a moment. But um, Nick's just prepared um, some spoken words on the sound of hope. The sound of hope, it echoes. The sound of hope grows. Timings and tempos, rhythms and repose. It's music, melodies, pitching and perfect keys, unlocking symphonies. The sound of hope. One note played again and again. An invitation, handwritten, hand-given, it's front foot and driven, postal workers, saints and servers, messengers, delivering the sound of hope. The sound of hope, it echoes. 
After Sunday is done, songs of hope sing on over cobbles and cafes, in car parks, in doorways, through castles and archways, the sound of hope. And we know that sound is calling us home. It's not lonely. It's not lost. It's family at a cost of everything we have known. It's ringing. It's singing. Already it's bringing the broken to a home. And it flows like a river, the way, the truth, the life that cannot decay, even though the clock ticks, we'll keep truth on our lips and we'll savour every note. Because that's the sound of hope. Thanks for listening. Please do come and visit us. Sundays, 10am at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.